to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Hey athletes, oh man, what a week it has been. We took a break last week because I decided to take some extra time to be in my finish line feelings. (laughs) I had an episode planned on a new concept, but then I decided to just hold that one for a future week so that I can keep in the race theme. So here's what's coming. On today's episode, I will share more of my own race, and then next week I will have a very special guest on the show, someone who, someone else who raced Ironman Tulsa. I'm not going to tell you it is, but I will tell you that you will not want to miss that episode. Okay, so here we are. The week after Ironman Tulsa, I finished second in my age group, ninth overall, and earned my third world championship qualification. It is crazy to think that I've now qualified three times and I haven't even raced Kona yet because of the cancellations and postponements and such. If you would have told me like five years ago that I would be on the podium in these last three Ironman races, I don't think I would have believed you. I love my past self for being willing to burn it all down, to challenge everything I believed about myself, to be able to race at this level that I am now. And if you listen to my last race recap episode on Ironman Arizona, I think back in December I released it, you know that I'm very intentional with how I process and evaluate my races. I make my brain look for and see, consciously see, what worked first. Not because I'm trying to avoid or ignore where I can get better, but because one of the biggest flexes you can do for yourself is acknowledging what you did well especially in this social media driven world that we live in that constantly shows you who's doing more, who's doing better than you. And it's breeding this less than mentality, at least less than feelings that tend to keep us from acknowledging and celebrating ourselves. So that's my normal ML. And I'm going to do that today, but I have to be really honest with you. That was so much harder for this race compared to last time. And I find that to be so fascinating. What our brains fixate on to me is just so interesting. And that's a big reason why training your mind and building mental endurance matters because the brain will always try to go back to its default patterns, always. And when it comes to racing, how you debrief and digest a recent race impacts how you show up to training and future races. So it's really important. This race was special in ways that I couldn't have known beforehand. I didn't have the race that I wanted, but I do believe that I had the race that I needed. Okay, so here's what I want to share today. I want to share three things that I'm proud of from the race, one for each discipline, and then I want to share with you the three things that had a negative impact on my race. Those are the things that I will do differently next time, and I want to encourage you to think about for your races this year as well. And then we're going to talk about what I know all of you really want to know, (laughs) how I feel about setting a big goal and being so far off from it, and if I'm feeling embarrassed or insecure or discouraged about it now. I got some really good questions about this inside the podcast community that I will weave into it as well. Okay, so as I always do, anytime I speak about my race, I always share something that I'm proud of first. Again, something that went well, because my brain, especially for this race, wants to zone in on everything that went wrong. 
but there's so much that went right. And as I will talk about later, you can only make progress when you create results. This race was a result that I am choosing to see progress in. So for the swim, I am extremely proud that I set out to swim a better line than I did in Arizona, and I accomplished that. While my time doesn't necessarily reflect a straighter line, doesn't seem like it, I know I swam straighter even while navigating the really choppy water. And that was important to me because I couldn't control the chop or the waves or the current. I couldn't control the race officials changing the swim to two loops five minutes before we started or making the course long. I can't control any of that. But I could control my swim effort and my focus on what I was there to do. And then for the bike, I am so pleased with how I paced the course. In Arizona, which had less than half the elevation grain, I started out too hard and I got significantly slower throughout the course. In Tulsa, I trusted my pacing so much more with more than double the elevation gain. And there wasn't as big of a difference in my normalized power between the first half and the second half. But even beyond the numbers, I was really connected to the effort and I barely looked at my bike computer. And my riding into the relentless Oklahoma headwind was steady and it was strong. And that is a huge confidence boost for Kona in October. And then out on the run course, I was in complete trust of my ability to execute the second half of my marathon. So spoiler alert, I didn't execute this plan, but to start the race, I slowed myself down and I paced the first 15 miles or so exactly as I wanted to, which was a big difference from Arizona where I went out too fast and I paid for it later in the marathon. This time I wasn't trying to bank time, which never actually works in an Ironman. I dropped into the pacing and I trusted it. And I'm so proud of that. So those are a few things I'm proud of. There are more, but those really stick out to me. But here's the truth. I was really far off from my goals for the race. I set out to accomplish three bonus goals for this race. To win the Forrester Wager, to break the tape as the first female amateur, and to run a sub-330 marathon. And I'm very happy to report that I am the official winner of the Forrester Wager, and I have won an all-expense-paid trip to Lake Louise and Banff, Canada. So fun, right? Very proud of that. Very, very proud. I did an episode on the wager, so you can go back and listen to that if you want to. But with my other two goals, my other two bonus goals, I didn't, I didn't accomplish those other ones. I've been thinking a lot about those two since the race, probably a little bit too much. I think there are three things that I will do differently that impacted how I showed up. And I'm going to go through these pretty quickly because this is not what I want to spend the majority of the time talking about. But first and foremost, I spent too much time worrying before the race. On Friday, the Friday before the race, right before my shakeout ride, my bike was blown over by the wind, drive side down, and the impact on my derailleur completely broke off my derailleur hanger. Not something that you really want to have to go through like two days before the race, right? So needless to say, there was emotion. I felt frustrated. I felt mad, I felt sad, devastated, stressed, and worried. All the things. Worry, though. Worry is what I call an indulgent emotion because we indulge in it thinking it will help, but it doesn't. Nothing really useful comes from worrying. But it does waste a lot of energy. It was a big energy leak in my bucket in the days before the race. I problem solved. I was resourceful. I got it done, and I'm so grateful for all the people that helped me get my bike safe and ready to ride. But Ironman is an energy management game. And I definitely had a leak in my bucket the weeks or the days before the race. 
And then I hate to say it, but it's true. I didn't have as much fun in this race. I didn't. I forgot that fun, having fun is up to me. I forgot that. In the swim, I was expending so much energy fighting the rough water and I just wanted to be done. And then when I got on the bike, I had a hard time letting the swim go. I kept thinking about how hard the swim was instead of just putting it behind my ears and looking forward. And out on the bike course, it was pretty spread out. I wasn't around a lot of other racers, a lot of other women, especially. There were even times that I thought, am I still on this course? (laughs) It was just a weird feeling. And in those times, I was looking to others, right? The energy of others to make it fun. But fun is a feeling like any other feeling. It comes from what we are thinking. And I was not setting myself up to have fun on the bike. And remember, circumstances and conditions are also not the things that determine the fun we have. When you look to the external things to create your fun, you are always looking to the external things. You're always at the effect of those things. So if having fun is important to you all racing, you want to be very conscious and intentional of that ahead of time. How will you create that fun? And that is something that I am already thinking about for Kona in October. And then finally for me, I train, I know that I train and race from my most powerful place when I remember that I'm just laying bricks. I'm just laying bricks. In training, I'm laying bricks for race day. On race day, I'm laying bricks over the course of the whole day. And also my races are laying bricks for bigger goals that I'm working to create. And that's even true when I line up to a race with a massive goal like I did for this one. I lined up believing I could win. But the ultimate goal is always to lay the next brick, the brick that brings me closer. And for this race, I lost sight of that a bit. I didn't race from that place. And the interesting thing is, is how it showed up further. So I race from behind, right? As in like physically in the race, I'm not the fastest swimmer. So I'm always coming out of the water behind people. So I race from behind, but that doesn't usually bother me. I actually don't think about it, but except in Tulsa, (laughs) in Tulsa, I did think about it because I wasn't focused on laying the next brick within the race. I felt like I was racing from behind all day and I let the rough swim and the empty windy ride change what I focused on. It was like I had to chase something instead of create something. And in the race that impacted me mentally which impacted my focus and my nutrition choices. So I was out there doing really poor Ironman math. If you've ever been in this position, you know what that's like, trying to calculate how long I'd be out on the bike course. And I had dropped some nutrition and then I overconsumed other solids. And I think that's what led to my body just not processing what I was eating. And I ultimately ended up with some GI issues on the run. So when I finally realized this piece, this piece post-race, the part about losing sight of laying bricks, it was like I could breathe again. Like, oh, I just forgot (laughs) my most powerful place to race. And now I know that I can get back to that powerful racing self, which is exciting and motivating. So as you all know, I lined up with a goal to win first overall female. And I finished ninth overall female. I wanted to feel proud, powerful, and inspiring at my finish line. And I can honestly say that I felt proud and inspiring. I felt that way because those feelings were not contingent on the race result. 
So I want to stop here and I want to answer two questions from inside the Train Your Mind podcast community about my race. The first is, if during the race you knew you weren't going to meet your goal of first female, what did you do to keep giving your best? This is such a good question because I think we've all been in that position before, right? When we can see our goals kind of slipping away from us and then we have a choice to make, phone it in or give our best all the way through the finish line. And my answer to this question comes from a deal that I make with myself in every training session. It happens well before race day. I have committed to always giving everything that I am capable and able. This actually came from my preparation before my first Kona qualifying race. I believe that I will never give anything less than I am capable and able. And I train from that mentality so that I race from that mentality. So throughout the race, I'm always asking myself, is this my best effort? Am I proud of this? And I do what I need to do to answer yes to that question. Okay, next question, similar but different. I got this question. When you knew you were not catching first, what did you think and do? So as I mentioned earlier, the bike course was pretty spread out. And it was like two or one and a half loops. It wasn't two full loops, but it was one and a half loops. So I barely saw any other women on course. The first time I saw Maggie, the lead woman, was somewhere around mile five or six on the run because it was this double out and back run course. And I had a good feeling that I was far off the front. But when I saw her, I remember thinking, wow, she's like six miles ahead of me. She's killing it. I felt nothing but inspired. At that point in the race, I was focusing on my own race because I was locked onto the pacing I wanted at the time to run a sub 3.30 marathon. When I knew I wasn't catching first, and I mean first age group and first overall because she's the same person, Maggie is in my age group, I put all of my focus on what I wanted to create in that part of the race, my own PR run split. We can only ever control ourselves And when we over-focus on others, it takes away from our own race. So I set out to break the tape at this race. In the last podcast, I talked about and shared my finish line feelings. Inside the Train Your Mind podcast community, I even read the speech that I wrote as an Ironman Tulsa winner. Like I was all in on winning this race. And then I didn't. I was a full one hour behind the overall winner but I don't feel embarrassed or discouraged. Why? Why do you think that is? I'm going to tell you. It's not because I'm a robot. (laughs) I'm a human. I feel lots of things. I feel all of the things. I feel quite a bit of disappointment actually about this race, but not because I was an hour off the front. I feel disappointed because I didn't race the last 10 miles. I gave my absolute best because I never give less than that. What I had, I gave, but what I had did not have me racing. And that is a hard pill to swallow because there were choices that I made earlier in the day that led to me not being able to race the last 10 miles. And that is hard. That's disappointing because when you know how it feels to really race the last 10 K to 10 miles of an Ironman, oh man, it's like a high that you can't wait to get back to I wanted that on this day, but my GI issues had other plans and that's disappointing. I don't feel embarrassed 
about setting a big goal, being vocal about that goal and not hitting it. And that's because this is the growth that I live for. What I'm in right now, where I put myself out there and I didn't achieve the goal and I'm figuring out how to get myself closer. This is what it means to be in the arena, as Brene Brown says. Again, to put yourself out there risking failure for the experience of growth. Progress comes from creating results. You can't get stronger at racing without racing. You can't train your way to an overall win. You have to go out and race and put yourself out there. This race result was not what I wanted, but it was a result. And therefore, it is progress. It brings me closer to knowing what it takes to break the tape. In episode 85, a couple episodes back, I talked about racing without a fear of losing. That's exactly what I did. I didn't fear this. I didn't fear not getting the overall win. I was all in on it. I bet on myself and I believed I could win. But I was also completely open and willing to fail at it spectacularly. And some would say that one hour behind is a pretty spectacular fail. And yet, I lived to tell the tale. I have a thought that I always race with. I think I shared it on episode 85, actually. I am willing to feel everything. I have nothing to lose. I am willing to feel disappointed now to get to learn from this race, which will bring me closer to my goal in the future. You see, I have created safety in myself to go after big goals so that I don't fear not hitting them. The only reason we feel embarrassed after not hitting a goal is because we're afraid of how we will treat ourselves. We're afraid of beating ourselves up for it. Well, I don't do that. I don't beat myself up. I refuse to. Because if I give my best effort, there's nothing to beat myself up for. The goal is worth the pursuit, but it's not worth beating myself up about it if I don't hit it. Okay, I got another question inside the Train Your Mind community that I think fits in right here and I want to share it. The question is, how do you balance the confidence that you will or wanted to break the tape with not achieving that goal yet and not allowing it to shake your confidence or belief going forward? And I love this question so much. The short answer is this. I believe that I am an example of what's possible. I also believe that I'm in it for as long as it takes. And those two beliefs keep me looking forward and not stewing or ruminating about the past, about what I didn't achieve. I don't choose thoughts that make me feel discouraged. I've said it a few times um, when I talk about this race, right? That I was far off the front, but I also firmly believe that I was in the mix. And if we rely only on confidence in situations like this, it's really easy to get discouraged because confidence is related to external results and data. If I was looking at that and only that, I would only see how far behind I was in the swim and in the bike and in the run. My belief is strongly tied to my self-confidence. And to feel self-confident, I don't need the results and data. I just need to be willing to go for it, to feel all the emotions, to trust myself and not beat myself up for any result. So in that way, this this race was actually a huge self-confidence builder. And I sit here now having decided to believe that my goals are possible. And I'm closer now than I ever have been. 
As high performers, we tend to think that in order to be competitive, we have to look at our competition all the time. But I don't think that's true. The more we learn to be internally focused, to focus our progress and see our progress in a self-referenced way, the more we get out of ourselves, the faster we become, and then the more competitive we are with others. But it starts with you focusing on you, not you focusing on others. Okay, so that's my recap on the race. A little bit of everything, how things went down, what I'm proud of, what I would change, and also about what it means to stand for a big goal and not achieve it, and how I truly feel now in the pursuit of it still. It's in the books. I am the official Forrester Wager champion, but I'm still in pursuit of the other goals, right? I may just have to go back to Tulsa next year. We shall see. (laughs) If you have any other questions about my race or anything I talked about in this episode, ask away inside the Train Your Mind podcast community. If you are not in there yet, the link is in the show notes. It's a free community that I invite you to be a part of so that you're not just consuming here on the podcast, but you put it more into practice in your own training and racing with additional resources and in the community of other athletes doing the same. And if you join now, we're right in the middle of a 30-day Train Your Mind challenge so that once you get in, you can go back to day one and you can use those prompts as a daily mental endurance exercise. Okay. All right, athletes. Thanks for joining again for another episode. That is it for this week. I will meet you right here next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.